0: What's up, Roots listeners? We are here live in beautiful Essex, Massachusetts.
1: Are we live, though?
0: Yeah, live for our listeners for the first time hearing it. <laughs> so it's live to them. We are
1: alive. We're alive. Maybe and
0: Frampton comes alive. That song might play here. Is that possible? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're, cool. we're, we're just going cool, cool, with it. Cool. But I, I am joined by my support um, Superb co-host, because I've said amazing the last five weeks. So superb was in the, the, source, the source this morning. Uh, sound guy Ryan and superb Erica.
2: I'm just sounding. You're Ryan.
1: just sound, no. your sound guy Ryan makes you like extra superb, so or
2: like, not so superb, or
1: less so. Yeah, yeah. less so. Mm. Mm.
2: Tall sound guy Ryan. And you know, I'm okay with Erica. anything. Yeah. Whatever adjective <laughs> you want to throw at me. How
0: about taller than Matt? <laughs>
2: both, <think>. both
0: co-hosts <laughs> taller than me. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, shorty man. If you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) we are not live, like I said earlier, but we are here in Essex, Massachusetts. Indeed. Erica or Sanga, Ryan,
2: where are we? Who goes first? Oh, me. Here we go. Do All it. right. Great Mosh Brewing. Oh, I love how Mosh. you pronounce that. Mosh. Mosh. Great Mosh. Mosh. And like this has a special place for me because we're Aww. around uh, a lot of really cool seafood restaurants. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Ryan's family right? owns a You probably market. live in this area. Yeah. You know, my family is good friends with a lot of the people in this area. Um, good it, working it's class area. I have Very. To say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Blue Agreed. collar. I love it. <laughs> Now you're,
0: uh, you're a dick. Just, <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun of me. I'm not trying to be a dick. I, I actually think this area, uh, I've gone to a lot of the local restaurants around here. Great restaurants. Uh, and I've said for a while, I think there needs to be a brewery Yeah, here. Um, and I'm glad there is one.
2: Yeah, because yeah. the closest one was True North at, the, at that point, right? Yeah. And then these guys opened, and now you can get everything all in one place.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You can. Uh, so, who are we joined by? Why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us your
3: roles at the brewery?
4: Sure. I'm Mac Bogard. I'm head brewer. Okay. And
3: uh, I am Josh Oliver. I am uh, sort of uh, business development, outside sales, um, in uh, kind of doing a lot of the sales and marketing as well. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Uh, when did you both fall in love with craft beer?
4: Uh, for me, that was 2016, uh, senior year of college. Had a had to have a biology related internship. Um, to graduate and long story short it was like mapping beaver dams and it fell through yeah uh that sounds a lot that sounds really fun uh yeah i was
0: not looking forward to it let's just put it that (laughs) way um did your friends get one that was cooler and you were like shit that one's
4: so much cooler than mapping the beaver dams." basically everything is cooler than mapping. (laughs) (laughs) don't want to offend any um beaver dam mappers out there but (laughs) huge uh, audience for us thank you for saving of course course. uh yeah so that fell through and um you know, I ended up at a brewery because that was a biology-related field. And, uh, like, I I worked three days, maybe four. And I was, like, called my parents and I was like, uh, <laughs> this is what I want to do. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my mom was not thrilled.
1: <laughs> Surprise.
4: Um, but, but here I am. I uh, I've worked at, including that one, this is my brewery okay. I've been at. Um, and I, 2019, graduated from um, Siebel Institute World Brewing Academy Master Brewing Program. So that entails uh, about two months in Chicago and then um, four months, a little longer, in Munich, Germany um, at the Demons Academy, um, learning from those guys. So Thankfully, you got that done before the pandemic hit because... <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. I think it's all virtual. Now. I think it yeah. is. Like, which yeah, I don't it's, understand how that would work. It's. I don't. I don't know either. Yeah, and you don't get the the German experience, or the, and that's that was more valuable than yeah, like any classroom activities or any brewing we did. With yeah, the, they're pretty good at making beer over there. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. They're if okay. Right. They're okay yeah. at best.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> Josh, when did you fall in love with craft beer? Um. It was early. Um, so I am... Uh, like three years old? No, yeah, I was very young. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a problem <laughs> child. <laughs> um, I fell in love with craft beer pretty much, uh, you know, shouldn't be saying this, but I, when it was pretty pretty much right out of high school. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know, I was like 18 years old. Um, I was actually, uh, I had just started working uh, for another local brewery, um, you know, doing sort of miscellaneous work on the side. Um, you know, and then one thing kind of led to another, um, over, you know, over time I, I built up a passion for it and I started, you know, getting homebrew equipment. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm in my parents' basement and I, and you know, I'm, I'm making, uh, my own, uh, kegerator keezer, you know, um, and, and I'm, I'm brewing uh beer in the middle of, uh, December and in, in the snow <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, and then started, you know, you know, re, re sort of, uh, founded our homebrew club and, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of all spanned over, over the course of the last maybe 10 years or so. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the, the place I was at before this, you know, it kind of, uh, my, my more, you know, permanent role became, um, you know, sales and marketing at the, the, the previous brewery I was at. And that was, uh, you know, maybe a good three, four years in that role, um, and then, you know, that sort of segued right into, uh, Great Marsh, uh, you know, which was honestly one of the coolest in, 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 it was a blessing really. Uh, this place is uh, phenomenal and, you know, just kind of walking into this place for the first time ever, you know, you look around and you're, you know, you just, You're in awe, you know, it's, it's one of the coolest, uh, breweries I've ever been to. I mean, I haven't been to, you know, hundreds, but I've been to dozens for sure. (laughs) And it's, uh, you know, it's right up there with, uh, maybe, you know, Allagash, you know, um, as far as like being local and, and just having that, you know, shock and awe feeling, you know, you, you know, you're getting yourself
4: into a really sort of cool experience here. Like the
0: legitimacy factor. Absolutely. Yeah. And they,
4: uh, this place was actually designed um, using Allegash as an inspiration. So,
1: oh, fun fact! Oh, wow.
4: Yeah, so John cool. Collins, our our uh, owner and founder, he do you have the three thousand barrel dedicated system to a white
0: Belgian? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's, it's that's coming. That's <laughs> on order. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's on cool. order. Cool. Yeah,
4: yeah, uh, that goes through two floors. Yeah, he uh, he took a trip up there and um, and uh, talked to their head engineer and you know got some good ideas. So the, the floor is the same, um, argolith tile. Um, that's actually where our, our corrosive inline carbonation unit and, um, deaerated water station came from. Um, that was the one thing they told him, you have to get this. (laughs) And it's a blessing for me because I can, as I'm packaging beer and, and processing it through, it's, uh, it carbonates in real time down to the hundredth of a gram per liter, so oh, wow. I can I just plug in <laughs> exactly what I want, it's really and, dialed in. And by the time it's into the bright tank, it's ready to go, fully carbonated. Yeah. Um,
2: That's wild. <laughs> that <So> is crazy. <laughs> I promise. I
4: promise
0: our listeners, we are going to get into the nerdy stuff. But I have a question for both of you. Do you know what this place was before? Great Marsh. Palace. Yeah. So Chinese restaurant. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see. I've gone to that Chinese restaurant as a child. Yep. Uh, I may or may not have been served alcohol underage at that Chinese restaurant.
2: <laughs> 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 um,
0: um, and I know that you guys aren't doing that. So, um, is it amazing? Are you lo- both local to this area? Um,
3: I I am local to the area. I'm uh, born and raised in Gloucester. Um, you know, and I basically live about five minutes away, um, you know, right on the border of Essex and West Gloucester. So um, I'm local. Um, I actually, you know, growing up, I remember having my uh, my grandmother's 60th birthday at uh, Fortune yeah. yes. yes. And uh, there's <laughs> like, a, you know, when, when I was kind of moving around a little bit and, you know, finding old pictures, I actually found an old picture of, uh, you know, a bunch of my cousins and, uh, you know, all of us literally right downstairs, yeah. facing out that way. Uh, so it was just one of the things that I kind of, I, I found funny. And You've
1: come from full circle.
3: Yeah, <laughs> literally. So uh,
4: where are you from, Mac? Yeah, so I grew up in, uh, in Boxford. Okay. And did you go to bounced, I, I did oh. until, uh, until after my freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, and then we moved to. Newburyport, okay. um, and then from Newburyport to Toronto. Oh wow, for the second time. So I've I've bounced around.
1: Yeah, fun, um, fun, fun, fun.
4: Yeah. Cool. So this this street right, literally next to you is
0: Wood, Woodman's, which is famous if you're in the area. But um, you're making a name for yourself with the location and the beer that you're putting out. Um, but people who may not know about you, what are some of the, like the flagship beers, or what are some of the beers that people might be hearing about for you and I know you have a or beer should that's hear that's going into, what is it, GABF? Or World, uh, beer, World Beer Cup.
4: Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, everything about us um, is German-inspired, I would say. So, um, you know, I obviously spent a good deal of time over there um, not only learning how to brew, but kind of enjoying and discovering that German beer culture, uh-huh. which is nothing like... Um, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced in the States. Um, so I spent some time over there. I fell in love with it. John also has been to Germany, um, touring breweries, experiencing that culture. So he kind of wanted to come back. And, and um, it's really, it really was like a perfect marriage between the two of us where we, we both had this idea of like, let's, you know, let's bring that German beer culture back. So all of our tanks, all of our equipment, everything in the brewery is sourced from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all flown over here. We had German welders come and and weld everything, um, and so naturally our beer menu is very heavy into the German and Belgian styles. Yep. Um, so and we're drinking a half, and we're drinking a Kolsch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have, uh, you know, you mentioned World Beer Cup. We have six um, six beers going in. Um, actually, by the time this airs, probably two or three weeks um, after that, but. Yes, we have our Hef, our Helles, our Kolsch, our um, Dunkless, uh, a Schwarzbier, and our Belgian Triple uh, going All in. All so.
1: solid styles. Yeah. Love it.
4: Um, are you decocking here? Or do you have the
0: ability? We have the ability to decock, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, so I always find it interesting when somebody attends, you know, a Siebel or a UC Davis program and, you know, they talk about the experience that they get. Um but there's not like hospitality one hundred and one, right? Uh, you went to Germany and you got to feel that hospitality. So what is Great Marsh offering that you know maybe some of the other breweries around the area aren't because of that
4: German influence? Yep. Yeah, so we have uh, you know first first things start with our beer garden, which a lot of people have, but um, you know putting some tables outside for people to sit down isn't really what a beer garden is. It's um, it's more about you know, communal sitting and seating, and um, so we have we had uh, beer garden tables from Germany flown in, so we can set those up under the the tent outside, so you can sit down and it's not, you know, one one group to one table. You just find an open open seat and sit down. And uh, you know, for my part, I try to be here as often as I can, engaging with the customers. Um, you know, if anyone wants a tour, I'll gladly give them a tour if they just want to talk beer i'll talk beer i'll pour them a beer i'll pour myself one we'll just sit down talk um and it's about that you know everyone coming together not not necessarily just to drink and have a good time but to enjoy beer to talk about beer and to really come together over uh, a glass of beer yeah So Josh, obviously
0: working in other breweries, you have an idea of like hospitality and and what you've seen at other breweries. So what is your opinion here about the hospitality and and the importance in it, in the beer industry?
3: So I really think that, you know, the importance of, you know, not just here, but breweries in general, I think the most important thing is the culture. Um, You know, I think you can... I think we have really amazing liquid here. Um, I, I think our beers are, are definitely world-class. I thought you meant um,
1: water. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but, you know, we we really try to pride ourselves in kind of uh, building up that culture here, you yeah. know, and trying to, you know, we're still a young brewery, you know. It's still sort of in its infant stages and, you know, uh, but I think over time we, we're we trying to just kind of develop the Great Marsh culture. And I think we're, you know, as especially as this year kind of, uh, transpires, like we're, we're kind of trying to dial that in a little more. Um, you know, recently we've been kind of distributing some of our beer and kind of getting the beer out there to the market and, and just kind of interacting with, uh, you know, outside accounts and consumers and, um, and, and just kind of having fun with it. So I think that kind of is, you know, one of, if not the most impar- important parts of like, you know, the, uh, you know, of, you know i think i think the culture is definitely the, the one of the more important parts of the hospitality side of things of uh, you know this you know great marsh and the brewing industry yeah
1: all right so we got education we got culture i want to know more but first
0: sponsor sponsor breath queue up the sponsor machine
1: did you know that your favorite massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family owned hop farm right here in massachusetts
2: Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you, whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website
0: today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! Cheers.
1: At our local homebrew shop, beer and wine hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUTES for 10% off your online order today.
0: Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts.
1: All right. So we've okay. talked about education. You've talked a lot about working kind of in the brew house a little bit with Mac. Has that helped at all with sales?
3: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, cool. I would say, you know, it's helped myself, um, you know, kind of really dial in my sales pitch. Um, you know, and what you, you know, what they call an elevator pitch, yeah. Uh, you know, you're yeah. like 45, 60 second pitch. Sell me this pen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Wolf of Wall Street yeah, guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it really kind of helped me dial in, uh, you know, my, my sales pitch whenever I go out into an, uh, an account, a potential account, um, you know, someplace that might have never even heard of Great Marsh, you know. Um, and I think our story is really cool. Um, you know, we're all about the tech here. You know, we're all about, you know, kind of using, you know, premium ingredients. And, uh, you know, we have the, the technical ex- expertise in Mac. Um, you know, it's so, I, I think just kind of uh, being able to kind of understand that and have a, fir- you know, have firsthand experience really, um, you know, separates, um, you know, separates myself, um, a little more in the sense of being able to just like go out there and deliver a really superior product. Yeah.
0: So you're not just, you You actually are aware of what you're pushing, right? It's not like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. beer's great. It beer's great. was yeah. <laughs> really cool can art. Really uh, like yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, you know, first of all, on a, on a personal level, I want to be able to, you know, be aware of what I'm, I'm pushing out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have a little more of that, you know, um, background in the brewery and, you know, again, uh, you know, not that this necessarily pertains to great marsh, but I have, you know, had brewing experience, uh, home brewing, home brewing experience in the past and, you know, a little, little more in-depth experience with, uh, you know, the beer, the behind the scenes beer, uh, you know, making process. Yeah. So I think it definitely just kind of, you know, adds to the fact of, uh, you know, being able to go out to, uh, you know, wherever and, and be it's like the engineering the- going into engineering. I was say, it yeah, gives you a better yeah, yeah.
1: understanding what's yeah, yeah. like, the product yeah. you're trying to sell. So. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
4: That, that's something we're, we're really big at about here is, is getting everybody. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're the one pouring the beer or mm-hmm. you are selling, um, like Josh's. To restaurants and, and bars or like our other sales guy doug who who does all on-site retails we all sit sit down we have beers we discuss the beer yeah you know when when um doug is out at, at stores on the road he'll pick up buy a four pack or two and yeah. we'll come back and we'll we'll break that beer apart and i'll um you know the continuing education right, with right. all of our staff about yep. okay what are we drinking? How to perceive it? How to talk about it? Because mm-hmm. ultimately, that's it goes back to that, the culture that that Josh brought up, and um, you know that hospitality. Is, Definitely. How do we talk about the beer? How do we get someone as a customer who's drinking our beer, you know, to be excited about it, to learn about it? Yeah.
1: So what is? How do you say dunkel? Dunkless? Dunkel? So there's Munich, Munich,
4: <laughs> <laughs> dunk, dunkel, yeah, and dunkless. Two different beers.
1: Two different beers.
4: Same beer. Ooh. Okay. Different. It's like a... You, in, in Depends German, where you're from, some, I guess. Sometimes they call <laughs> it a a hell, H-E-L-L.
1: Right. Or and a And a helless. Yep. Same thing. Yep.
4: Dunkle. Dunkless. Um, what we don't want is people calling it a dunkles. Um, oh, okay. I see what you're because, saying. Yeah. Okay. That, that isn't the pronunciation and... Uh, doesn't sound great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, no, yeah.
4: um, I just want to back up a little bit.
2: No. Yes, absolutely. Fine. So when you're, you know, talking about a, uh, about a beer with your crew, right? And you're trying to figure out, you know, how can we sell this to a restaurant um, or a bar, right? Do you ever come across a beer where you're like, maybe we shouldn't put this into the restaurant and bar market, because the other people won't be able to educate Ooh. those consumers oh, at all.
4: All right, um,
2: <sighs>
4: that is yes. that's a, that them. is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it it uh, we definitely we definitely have those conversations. Um, I would say more so surrounding the. The beer style, the beer itself, in the venue, mm-hmm. I think that yep. beer, that beer might not play well absolutely there. Um, but there is, you know, I was I had hesitation personally about the Trappist single. I I think it's an, a fantastic beer. Um, it's a little niche; not a lot of people do it, and you know,
1: not people have had it
4: right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, not a, a lot Trappist, of people. Might
1: some think something like an Abbey Ale, something completely different, different flavor profile. But um, yeah. Right.
4: And, and it's, uh, you know, we, we had to educate people here. Right. Customers be like, you know, well, what is that?
1: Yeah. Like,
4: <laughs> so my m- my sales pitch is not as refined as, as Josh's. It's uh, here's five ounces. Try Enjoy. it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. It's, yeah. uh, and then, you know, as they drink it and they have comments, I can walk them through it. But Um
1: So you described it earlier What is Just for the fun of it A Chapa single Yeah
4: walk me through it Sure So it's a Um I'm halfway through so Yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Slowly My uh, My my take on it Is a You know It It needs to have that The same characteristics As an Abbey Beer So you know Something a monk would drink Throughout the day Every day That's not Eight and a half Nine percent Um and something that's that's drinkable. So um you know when I have a beer I don't like to have a beer when you're or you're brewing beers.
1: on the deck you're not going to have the 8% beer, right?
4: Exactly. <laughs> you have I like to have multiple yep. lower alcohol um you know more drinkable beers. So that's kind of the origin of it. We um you know I think West Mallier makes uh Makes a Trappist single, um, a single style. They don't call it that, but, and that's what we kind of based it off of. Yeah. And um, we, and you know, we can get into the the really nerdy, nerdy nitty yeah, gritty yeah. stuff <laughs> about the water um, if you guys want. But basically, we we use um, the same water profile as West Malier, okay, um, just cool. for. Those two beers, the triple and the cool. single. So you're just paying attention just to water for two specific beers. So it's every beer. Yeah. Um, every beer that we brew has a specific water profile. So the Belgian Wit, for example, that's uh, Garden, Belgium's water profile. Um, the Helles, the Dunkless, the Schwartz beer, and the Hef are all Munich's water profile. The Kolsch is Cologne. Um, so on and so forth. So we we have a reverse osmosis system, and it's a it's a four-step filtration process: um, a green sand filter, carbon filter, reverse osmosis filter, which has an additional two carbon filters built into it, and then a oh UV God. light sanitation filter. So we <laughs> we remove everything from the water, like literally
1: than, everything. Yeah, you strip
4: <laughs> it. It's less than thirty parts per million wow. of anything, and then Jesus. we. Um, add back salts to create the water profile that we're, that we're kind of going for science. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Science. Right. Now it's crazy that the technology of the brewing
2: industry has come this far. Right. Yeah. They Uh, could
1: brew a beer that you technically probably couldn't X amount of years ago from Munich in the, Proper style way yeah. to taste the same because you couldn't yeah. strip and, right. so much. We,
2: we've been told time and time again that the water plays a massive role, and I think For it's sure. a very under um, represented role. Right? So underrated,
4: yeah. Um, you know, pH, salt content, like that all plays a role in massive and how that how the beer transforms over its fermentation and conditioning process. Oh, so yeah, um, you know, starting with really starting with the right ingredients and and the high quality malt, high quality hops, fresh hops, um, and good water. And then the, the yeast we have, um, you know, it's a, it's a overnighted yeast pitch. Um, and it will, we'll then reuse. Yeah. um, Yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, we probably have 12 to 15 different yeast strains in house. Um,
1: so you don't have like a house drain that you use for everything? No. <laughs>
4: no. no. It's hard to brew uh, a Dublin stout in a Trappist single. Really? <laughs> yeah. the same. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so with all this being
2: said, and we haven't asked this question in a while, is what do you think the most important
4: ingredient oh, of beer is? I
1: was thinking the same thing, Brian. I was Great job.
4: <laughs> mm.
2: It's
4: like picking your favorite child. Do um, it. <laughs> it's never the middle fuck the middle child right. as, as the middle child in my family I agree
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna personally like you know I'm not in the brew house but personally even now you know I'm, on days when Max like getting uh, you know prepped beforehand uh, you know shout out to uh, Stone Path uh, Malting uh, they're, they're down in the South Shore why can I never remember where they are they're in Weymouth Weymouth sounds right wear them Wear them.
1: See, it was a W. Yeah. Yes, they're shout great guys. Out, shout out to Stone yep. Path love because
3: their malt is amazing, and every time his, uh Mag is getting uh, everything you know in the hopper, um, I'll take a nice handful of malt and just kind of crush you know, it. Oh, and just eat so it. So good. And uh, so I would say maybe for me personally, it's the malt but just because I love you know I could eat I can eat spent grain malt I can eat malt you know? that's uh, been <laughs> you know uncracked and of yeah. course I'll drink it.
2: Yeah. You so the, the the malt. I mean, I'll i let you answer that question um, after, but you spit, you, I don't know, you, you able to spend all this money, right, on this system and fly in all of this stuff from, you know, Germany or wherever. But what about your ingredients?
1: So the malt, so. I know Stone Path actually comes from Germany. Yeah. So
4: they do. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we use Stone Path malt. Love those guys. Um, yeah. Actually, Mike. Schroff, the owner, came in really on like a cold call, and it was right <laughs> after we had some um, issues with BSG and Wireman, where basically BSG said uh, we can't get you Pilsner malt. What? No. <laughs> How what? dare you! And for for a brewery that brews <laughs> a lot of Belgian beers. in Belgian and German yeah, style beers, yeah. you <laughs> need the Pilsner malt. Yep. So um, we were kind of like they, they got us just a, a, a substitute for that one brew we were doing and then we were like okay we need this, the real stuff we need we, this isn't a, a long-term solution it's just subbing out so yeah. um we were talking to Mike and and so he kind of has a back door into Irex which mm-hmm. is um one of the biggest malt companies in in Germany they supply um like Vine Stefan and um, Augustiner so we get Irex malt through him um and I won't go back. It's it's superb.
1: There's a reason why those breweries use that malt right? right. Yeah. yeah, and
4: they've you know, I I believe, um, I believe Weihenstephaner is the oldest brewery in the world by receipt. So yeah. they have they found a receipt from like just <laughs> just past like one thousand. Oh Jesus! Jesus. And uh, when I they sold it. beer, so <laughs> they've. Uh, I think they're coming up on their 1,000th anniversary. Oh, my God. So if they're using it, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for for me. Um, (laughs) But I would say, personally, I think the yeast is Mm. the most important. Um, It does—it actually makes the beer. All I do is make work.
1: Right, yeah.
4: It makes the beer. You make
1: homes for the yeast, really. Right. (laughs) I give it
4: a nice, tasty meal. Yeah. And then um, it works for us. And— you know, For better or worse sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But th- there's a an un... I wouldn't say it's untapped, but it's... You know, th- there's a, there's an aspect of brewing where you can control what the yeast does. So whether that's restricting the amount of oxygen you put into the wort, stressing that yeast out... Um, it's like, like know, increasing
1: it, esters.
4: Exactly. So, yeah. So without giving it away to everybody out there... The, <laughs> that's something we do with the half. It's the half of is our most complicated brew by far um, in terms of uh, mashing. And then what we do to the yeast to stress that out a little bit, to produce those esters and, um, and some of those phenols. Um, but you, you, know, you just can't brew a really good authentic Pilsner with, with dry yeast. Yeah. I just, I like, you know, you're limited to what the yeast can do. That's ultimately what's making the beer. So, I would say um, long-winded way of saying I think the yeast is, is yeah. the most important part. It's interesting you said the word authentic,
0: and I want to get into the word authentic or true to style on the other end of can these. Can we look it up in a dictionary? We can, but okay. we're going we're gonna to talk about it on the other end of these messages from our sponsors. So, Ryan, take it away.
2: Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services?
0: Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality.
1: Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians.
2: Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Barut sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here didn't know if you heard but we're part of the hopped up network there you'll find other informative podcasts about beer so go ahead follow them on social media and visit them on their website hoppedupnetwork.com to learn more about the people beer and breweries from around the country and until next time thanks for listening cheers
0: So I think a lot in the craft beer, you know, the internet and the Twitterverse, people say, "Oh, that's not true to style, or that's true to style." Do you? I saw you roll your eyes. <laughs> uh, do you care
4: about true to style? Uh, yes and no. Okay, um, that's a great answer, by the way. <laughs> really, uh, really nailing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, um, I actually, no, I mean no. that like honestly, because like I think it's a stupid word, like a stupid phrase. It, 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 no, but, it, but like some people question. really
1: yeah. want to focus on being.
0: Authentic. Know, whatever
1: authentic, that's yeah. the word. Thank yeah. you, authentic, so, right? And some ways, just like it's uh, inspired. Inspired, thank you. It's inspired by whatever. Inspired, Dunkel. It's it's you know it's In, not. We know it's not true to style. It's an Americanized version.
2: And sometimes it's for the best.
1: Yes, exactly. Because you know it's not going to be authentic. Yeah, sometimes not you. Rude can, there,
2: correct.
4: You, you don't have the right
1: equipment. You don't have the, you right have the equipment.
4: Ingredient. It's not but achievable. It's inspired
1: by. Correct. Right.
4: Cool. So the reason I say yes and no is because, um, you know, really there is no, if you like a beer, if you're drinking it and you're enjoying it, it's, there's no way it's a bad beer, right. right? Someone, someone is enjoying it. Um, and the Germans, they, they were the first ones to tell me this. They said, you know, they, they posed the question basically when we were over there, um, in a business class, They said, well, why do you guys, I'm assuming you guys want to start a brewery. Or work in a brewery. Like why? And the most common answer was, oh, because there's so much bad beer out there. <laughs> I think I can make better beer. I
1: just be like and like And they,
4: uh, <laughs> they shook their head. And they're like, no. You don't get it. Yeah. If, if people are buying the beer, it can't be a bad beer. Because it's beer that. is subjective. And yep. if people are paying for it willingly, then it's not a bad yeah. beer. Um,
1: the fact but, that they're saying that, just, just to... Right. Just an aside, yeah. that kinda of blows my mind. Yeah. It, so it's
4: just like music. They get it. Just like music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
4: Yep. And uh but you know, at the same the same hand, like we try to brew beer that brings us back to those beer gardens in Germany and Munich. So yeah. when we brew that Hellas, we want to use you know, the same malt that Augustiner's using, we want to use the same yeast, we wanna use the same water profile, similar hops, and and we don't try to copy their their recipe or their beer, but using those authentic ingredients, we try to, to make our... You pay your homage to it. All. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, um, you know, I do think there is something to be said about you know, using those same ingredients, same brewing process, um, and the same technology. Yeah. And, and it gives us an ability unlike, um, you know, anywhere I've been before, to, to brew those styles to get correctly. as close as
1: you can yep. to right. the and, proper right and,
4: and if you want to make a if you want to make a Hellas a brew a Hellas that you then turn around in dry hop with you know your favorite hop varietal sure. you know that's that's not to say that that's not true to style so it's a bad beer that's yeah. you know it could be a very delicious beer. So I did roll my eyes a little bit I don't like you know, it's more of the Twitter-verse in general. Yeah, yeah right. I know, um, yeah. You know, everyone is a, everyone's a critic. Everyone is, like, the most knowledgeable peer person there there is out there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Like, let's drink the beer, and if we enjoy it, then it's a good beer. Yeah. Do you think those
1: styles should be, I don't know, like, should they say It's a dry hopped hells Or like Or like how do you Or do you just call it a hells You know like
0: Yeah there's so many categories You know there's so, like, yeah Right Like does
1: it need It's it own category Or does it just need to be said Hey this is a hells But we did a little Something extra to it Just for fun
4: You know Yeah I would um I mean that's That's up to the To the person making it Yeah To decide You know I would probably Go with something like a You know a dry hopped German-style Helles. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Just be be honest with what it is. Be up front. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and own it because no one, I'm not going to say no one will do this because there definitely will be people <laughs> that do this, but but no one should really drink that beer and be like, I liked it, but it said German-style Helles on it and technically right. a Helles isn't dry hopped, so. Yeah. We know those people. Well, well, did you enjoy <laughs> the beer or did you not? Because that's yes. really the most important question.
1: Yeah. Completely agree. Uh,
4: Do
0: you find as though... We've talked a ton about German-style beers, right? But we're in America. We're in America. What? And uh, (laughs) we all know what the number one style craft beer is. It's the New England-style IPA. Yeah. Yep. Listen, I like it sometimes.
2: I don't know. I'd argue now it's just IPA. Anything IPA, right? I mean, you're out there selling. I would honestly have to agree with you.
3: I think, you know, I mean... I would say, even now, it's like, it's not even just, you know, the hazy IPAs anymore. You know what's actually starting to make a comeback is the West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, and mm-hmm. it's and it's like, I see it. I was
2: hoping it was going to be the brute. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's just like you. Yeah, it, that had a it's moment. Like, yeah. uh, the, One you know, Real quick. It's the, cold,
2: it's the cold IPA now. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. well, that that's what I'm saying. It's like blank. IPA fill in the blank yeah, right, milkshake. and yeah. it'll that, have a
1: moment. That'll right?
2: have its its moment, and it will sell no matter mm. what for a short period of time. But sometimes that's all you need is all right, we're going to make this. It's going to sell because we label it blank IPA. Yeah. Right? That's
3: the thing that really uh, cracks me up with the, about this industry though. It's like, you know, the, the buzzwords that people come up yeah, with like absolutely. all the time. And, yeah. and it's Love just like buzzword. It's like, you know, one week, like you were just saying, you know, it's like, it's like one week is, you know, this IPA is, is this. And then the next week it's uh, totally different, you know, it's relabeled as, and rehashed into something totally different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say, you know, overall I would, I'd agree with you. It's, probably probably the IPA in general but maybe the the hazy new england style is yeah especially know, this area still you know, reigns supreme a little bit. Yeah. so does great Marsh have an ipa we have a few different ipas yes mac you want to take it yep. over
4: and uh you know kind of so we have um, depth and we have our our apa which it's american pale it's it's an american pale it's yeah. really um i would most liken it to um, like a whirlpool.
2: Mm. From okay. yep. so, nice.
4: So, nice yep. so, definitely those characteristics of a New England IPA, just in a smaller body. Um,
1: yeah. Uh,
4: a, a lot more sessionable. Yep. And then we have our uh, New England IPA series. So, we have, um, I think, 14 at this point oh, Jesus. that we've gone through, just different iterations yeah. Yeah. of. Yeah. So, we're playing with it's always a work in progress. It's we're playing with the hops. We're playing with the malt. Um, it's so I would say our, our V seven IPA is, is the most popular. Um, and with that, it's, it's, we do things a little bit differently with those. So, um, we're not using
1: cornstarch flour.
4: We're not using flour. (laughs) It's still (laughs) everything, everything we do here besides the, uh, three belgian beers in the vanilla stout is technically um technically brewed under the ren height so we wow. only we have no you guys. no findings just four ingredients um we don't add flour well
1: Oh, oh, you do. Okay.
4: <laughs> well,
2: no actually. Well, let me let me walk two back. Let me walk that back. I miss we, smoke.
4: we we do not use flour but uh but technically uh malted or yeah, or okay. flaked oats and flaked yes, wheat of course. is not it's not a malt so it's not right. it doesn't uh, fit but but uh yeah, I mean we use crisp best so it's a UK um, yep. barley strain yeah, yeah. um and it's it's slightly different. It, it's a little more sweet and maltier than yep. your typical New England IPA, which, um, I would describe as just hop forward yep. on steroids, just Ooh. hop forward on steroids, Love bringing it. it back to the early two thousands. Yeah. Let's buddy. Go. It's uh it's very, they're very dry hop forward. Cool. Um, awesome. so, you know, we, we do things a little bit differently. They're, they're still popular. I still think you need one, especially yep. in this area. Yeah. Um,
2: are you still naming them like IPA number or V whatever? For now, for now, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, no, because I remember Stay when you guys tuned. first opened, dun, dun, right? Dun. Like, I'm pretty sure on the list it was like IPA one through I don't know five or six or something. Let's
3: just put it this way: we've <laughs> we've kind of slowed, we've slowed it down, and kind of uh, you know uh, taking a taking a step back with how many different IPAs we uh, we have, and I think right yep. now it's more so like the the V7 has kind of become like the mainstay. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, gotcha. And we also have like a big brother version of that which is our uh, V14 which is like a, you know, double, it's a double New England IPA. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um in which All right, you're, getting clever you're with you're the brewing. you <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: see, you're, you're brewing that again soon, right?
4: Uh yeah. We're doing, unfortunately. Uh, we're doing these <laughs> this week in the next 2 weeks we probably have 8 8 beers we need to brew wow. um of which 3 are new. One is uh, coming back okay. from a year-long hiatus. And which one is that? And that's that would be the German pills. Okay. So we, we are gonna pills. we're gonna change that, tweak it a little bit, yep. um, and we have a Mexican logger coming out, which yes. I'm not going to divulge. A secret that we're using, but um, Stay tuned. it was from my, uh, I, I got it from my good friend who I went to school with in Germany, um, who used to work at stone, mm. um, worked there for, for a couple years. So he, he gave me a little secret ingredient. insider in, insider, yeah. insider knowledge love on how that. they, how they approach that. Yeah. Um, and we did a small pilot batch at our pilot brewery yeah. and it was, it was awesome. It, cool. it was very popular. So I love is it on the bright right now? It's or not, no, It's, in it's, uh, yet. it's yet. No, right. sorry. Yeah, it's on I've the it's on the brew schedule. It's you know, <sighs> probably next next week. I would All say right. it's going in. We'll day. be back.
0: Yeah. So I have a question. Uh, you mentioned a Mexican lager. What's your opinion on it? Like Italian pills? Um, is it a real thing?
4: <laughs> I think it's a dry hop pills. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. So then, thank what
1: you. is a Mexican lager? Correct. Yeah.
4: A Mexican lager is a Vienna lager. That is. Brewed in, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct. Okay. Boom. Exactly. There right, cool. okay. we go. That's fine. This wasn't a got you question. just no. we, we hear
1: like. <laughs> but I think literally uh, we got you. <laughs> I think the sexy term
0: is like Italian pills, right? Like we, Right.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, and then
0: we we hear things like cold IPA now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is cold IPA a real thing? Is that here to stay, or is that a brut IPA? Um
4: it's just an IPA what's the difference between the IPL <laughs> and the cold IPA? Right. So. I mean, this is totally subjective. I, I, from Personally, I, I think IPL as in it's a lager yep. that is treated and brewed like a IPA, IPA. Yep. whereas a cold IPA can be, you'd start playing with the yeast strains. Um, I still don't like, I, I don't really embrace that term, okay. cold IPA, but. If you could name it, what would you name it?
1: Matt's IPA.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. IPA. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of liked what um, what Notch did. Okay. So they released something. It was very similar to a beer we actually released um, last spring. We opted to call it an American wheat. Okay. Um, really what it was was a an American pale ale brewed with where we fermented it with coal yeast. Okay. So they did something similar. They called it a cool IPA, cool. Yeah. K-U-H-L. Oh, yeah. Because of the Because Kulsh- yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Kulsh- <laughs> yeah. um, And that's it. the thing where I saw that, and it, they, <laughs> they came out with that like two or three months after yeah. we did the American wheat, and I was like, God. Damn it. That's, a such good, better, <laughs> that's such a better name. Come on, Chris. What the shout? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out
3: shout out to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> we were actually Killing just it. there over the weekend. We, yeah, we, we, we took like a Saturday. little like uh Love you know it. um group field trip? Yeah, team bonding Aww. exercise, whatever Ew. you want to call it. What a terrible brewery to go, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we had a we had a great yeah, time. They're and awesome. and uh, yeah. we, we 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 didn't Talk to Chris. But we saw him like in the distance, wandering or wa- wandering around. He's really tall, Some, so it's hard to. it. Is be- yeah. there a sun yeah. setting
1: yeah. behind him? <laughs> really beautiful.
3: Um, but we love everything they do. I think I think their beer is is phenomenal. Yeah. So shout out to Notch. Yeah.
1: Do you aspire kind of to be that?
4: I I don't think we aspire to be Notch. I think I think what they did for craft beer and the craft beer community is you know kind of lay the groundwork mm-hmm. to yeah. be like okay. It is acceptable. You can do this. Whether yeah, yeah it's it's not <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility to right. open up a brewery and brew things that are not IPAs. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we, I'm I'm greatly appreciative for what they've they've done for the industry and, um. You know, I think we're there's definitely some similarities between us. Yep. Um. But uh, what I really really love about those guys is they you don't see it a lot is it? they they are true to the brewing style and the brewing technique so they will you know i think i saw an instagram post from from him um on his story where he He's trying like a beer, and he's like, "Okay, only six more weeks to go." Yeah. Lager. Like, <laughs> it's like I love that. Like, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: like he like triple decocked, or he'll yeah, be like yeah. crazy stuff. He'll be like, right. so, "I mean, like even just doing like dawn until yeah. like you know midnight doing this." I mean, even decoction. to talk about like
0: pitch nine pills, right? Like that's like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But we're here to talk about grape marshes. So, oh, no, totally. Definitely. I'm gonna be honest with you, and this is gonna go. This is not to be like sour grapes. I came here on opening night, and the beer was fine. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. I think we're very spoiled in the Massachusetts, New England area where I live in Raleigh, right? And Mm -hmm. within my 30 mile radius, I can go to like 50 different breweries. Right. Um, And I'm very spoiled. I mean, Notch is so close to me, Sylvaticus, True North, to name just a few, right? And they have awesome beer. I mean, GABF World Cup winning beers. Yeah. Um, And when I came here initially, the beer was good. Uh, And coming here again... uh, today. Two years later. The beer is phenomenal. Uh, World this is, class. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, this is not just to be like, you guys are in front of me. Uh, it's a total uh, change, in my opinion, of the beer that came here. I mean, this is a brewery I think I would recommend to, for people to come. Um, what has changed in the two years that, you know, maybe from opening night?
4: Uh, really a lot of change. Okay. Um, so I can't speak to I can't speak to, to Great Marsh back then. I was not yeah. a part of it. Um,
1: when did you come a part of it, just to clear is, that up?
4: Uh, March 2020. Right. So, okay. Uh, about four months after... Everything went to shit? <laughs> the pandemic. Five months after opening, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the yeah. pandemic, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it was... Uh, I started, like, the week oh, yeah. right. of <laughs> the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Which yeah, is yeah, awesome. yeah, that's what I was These stories before. Right. Which is lucky that. for me, because I do not think if if my start date was 2 weeks 3 weeks after that i would have been brought on i think they would have had to say like sorry man we don't know what the hell's going on yeah. so let's but, um but yeah so i i started then and um you know as we've as we've grown as a company and taken on different endeavors and and um kind of explored what we want to do you know of course the beers is first and foremost, as it should be. Um, but people started taking on, on different roles and, you know, different ways to help the company. And um, I should also just advise, like, going to a brewery on opening night is not the best No, I was going to say, don't ever, ever, ever,
0: ever, ever judge
1: a brewery on the first night you go there. Yeah. Please go there, support them, appreciate what they're doing, but go back yeah. six Pre-visit. months later, a yeah. yeah. couple months later, And then assess because that first night they are flying by their shirt tails.
3: We had uh, just trying to survive. We had a police detail out there for like probably I don't know, jeez, probably like. I love a good police detail. At least the first
2: few weeks, (laughs) really,
3: month or something like that. Come on, it was ridiculous. I mean, it it was at least every weekend, you know, for like the first month or so. Um, So yeah, this place was it was jamming the first. Yeah,
0: it still is. I mean, if you drive by, but.
4: I'm curious, like the changes, like let's so, go back to that. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I think that's just the, that was part of the growing process where you know, we have this fantastic facility with,
0: I would honestly, I, I would honestly, I would say you have yes. the best brewery on the North Shore. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love what Notch is doing. I love what Sylvaticus is doing. Um, and, and this is speaking without qualification, so I don't want anyone to come at us, but like I think you have a world-class brewery here. For sure, it, it, thank yeah. you. And
4: it's uh, it's we have we have the ability to make
1: whatever great want, beer really. that that
4: you know you could take me and my recipes and put me in a different brew house and it's like it can't it it doesn't it translate. can't be the same. Um, so we, we have that added advantage, and then you know it's the there's all these bells and whistles that come along with it, and I think really getting into it. Um, you know, it's a. We're kind of learning how to use some of these bells and whistles. Yeah. So, um, I think. You know, I think that's where I I came in, and I like I know, you know, what Spunding is. I know how to do it. I know what it adds to the beer, and and so what we weren't using some of these these add-ons that we we yeah. had got. Yeah. We were just kind of doing basic oh, brewing you, to, to to not blow anything <laughs> yeah. up. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I and mean, now we're full, yeah. now we're really getting really getting creative with it um, in terms of how we how we can push this equipment yeah. to its limit. So uh, one example is, uh, I'll I'll bring it back to the half the half of Iceland. It's that's sixty uh, percent uh, of that grain bill is wheat. Yep. You know, which if you tell that to some brewers around here, they'll yeah they would have a heart attack. But because, it should be because right? they're it. By law in Germany it has to be fifty percent right, or above. Right. Um, some go as high as seventy. Yep. I opted for sixty, but what good our point. our good call. good call. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you guys see how I got to that number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. But uh, you know, like our our louder ton can handle that. Yeah, yeah. It was designed to do that. Right. But so. others aren't but others yeah, aren't. Yeah. So, um, but that's like the other thing is people
0: get mad if at, uh, people who don't decoct, Right. And they're adding, what's the acid that they're adding to, to get that same. Uh, oh my God. I'm drawing a blank right now. Me too. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> to get that same profile, um, people will add other. lactic acid. Is that no, it's not, not lactic acid. Okay. No, but
4: it's a limitation of the equipment sometimes. So, it is. It is. And, uh, I'm not going to, you know, poo-poo, poo-poo decoction. Um, I think it's great. I think it's something really cool and really, you know, technically savvy. But is it a sexy term? It's it's a marketing term. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, For the most part, it's why because the it it used to be required. So you needed to do that because the malt. Coming from the the service was, was not was,
1: as good. Was it so now. unmodified yeah. that
4: you had to go through that process. Uh, that's just not the case anymore. And the Germans will be the first ones to tell you that it's. They all do it because they can say they did it. So
1: they don't need to do it they don't, anymore. They don't
4: need to do it necessarily for the for the beer. Uh, you know, I know a handful of people that will. Chris, Chris is vehemently deny that. <laughs> Chris, Chris is going to be like, "Hey, what, yo, where's Mac at? Where's that Mac at?" That being said, that being said, I love decoction. Yep. Still do it. Good, smart, I can, nice I I can, I can save. <laughs> yes. I can say I did it, and I, th- I personally think it's cool. And maybe like, you know, a handful of people can really sit down and have a a double decocted Hellas. Versus, versus a non decoction yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and tell the, the difference. difference. Yeah. But um, I think as far as a general consumer goes, so do you they think can. a lot of the times breweries forget that they
0: are selling to a general consumer and they are actually just selling to you know,
4: the person working the 9 to 5 and just wants something that's not Bud Light? Absolutely. Um, and I think I think it's hard as as brewers who are super passionate about what we do and what we like, and we have very niche tastes. It's, uh, yeah, we, sometimes I have to step back and be like, wait. Yeah. We, we can't keep pushing the envelope on, you know, Trappist single and how do we get weird and funky? So you
1: have to make it. money and it's also, yeah, do things that
2: you want to brew. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I want to back up just a little bit. How You're, much? Uh, not not that much, not actually. That much, usually, yeah. No, we we're ta- okay. ta- uh, talking about the bells and whistles, right? Ooh. And me coming from an industry where Fishies? people, s- no, no, my sound industry. Oh, okay. Yeah, sound industry where the bells and whistles I find and I see young designers or engineers get distracted by the bells and whistles, right? They get. All caught up and be like, I can do this because I have X, Y, and Z. Do you find that similar in a young brewer or someone who's young in the brewing industry? They're distracted by those bells and whistles and they don't get the focus on the the main the ingredients art and the foundation of what they're trying to accomplish.
4: Um I don't know if I've necessarily seen that or experienced that. I can definitely see that being the case. Um, you, you need to know, like anything in life. Like, I don't care if it's music or, or sound or brewing or golf,
0: yarn, yarn, knitting.
4: It's you need to know the fundamentals first, and then everything else will follow. C- yeah. It follows. It, you can you can start once you have the fundamentals. Then you can start playing with with different techniques and. And really, kind of get creative with it, but um, yeah, I can I can see someone getting carried away with oh, we're gonna you know we're gonna naturally ferment and. We're going to do Open fermentation. Yeah, and we're going just, yeah, yeah. Right. Just, be, just because you have this piece of gear doesn't mean it's going to be good. Right. You, I mean, if you don't know how to drive a car, buying a Lamborghini is going to do you no uh, good. Why
2: but not? you're going to look
4: cool. So, <laughs> it's going
1: to be so fly. You're going to
4: look cool until you <laughs> crash it, drive it into the marsh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. You'll be able to take some really cool pictures. I mean, you know, yeah. right? I mean,
1: From a on. sales perspective, you you that
3: know, sounds like, great. But well, that's what marketing is <laughs> for. get a lot of likes. I'm actually going to go back
0: to that, right? We've had companies that have established a name for themselves even before their doors are open, like Vitamin C, right? They the, uh, box, to, the, uh, yeah, Box, the... Yeah, the, the cooler, right? Cooler they box, were yeah. actually able to establish a brand and following before liquid even hit most of the people's mouths. You guys didn't have that. So how are you, Josh, going into the market and convincing people, not convincing, but people, you know, conveying that you should go to Great Marsh, you should go on 133, and you should pass, you know true north ipswich ales on your way to to great marsh
3: i would say you know kind of based on everything that we talked about tonight i mean i would say that you know it, it goes back to the 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 building itself you know and and the just the beauty of this entire building the beauty of essex the beauty of the great marsh i mean you know Having this 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 place was actually uh, was supposed to be a, a destination brewery from the get go. Um, the pandemic kind of threw like a little bit of a wrench in that whole idea. Made it more um, of a
1: destination. Made
3: it more of a destination. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I would say that you know, you come here and you take a look, you know, in the inside of this brewery, and you just see what we're all about. I mean, it. It, it just, you just know that, you know, the, this, this is a, this is a place that makes an incredible beer, um, even before you even try out the beer itself.
0: Before you continue, how do people know that? So because I would, I mean, cause I, I'll be we honest. We know with you, that I've cause gone, we're here yeah, yeah. drinking like beer But I've gone right to now. a lot of like <laughs> great restaurants that serve shitty food.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I would say, you know, again, going back to, uh, you know, uh, I would say we we use some of the best, uh, we have some of the best brewing equipment, uh, technical expertise for Mac, Um, the fact that we reverse engineer our water to replicate the water profiles from anywhere around the world. um, And, you know, we use premium ingredients, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, we're we're willing to kind of, uh, you know, take the boundaries and expand them to uh, our liking. And, uh, you know, but I think that this place as a whole just kind of shows that. Yeah. But the fact that we're, uh, we're able to actually do those things, um, you know, it, it makes us a little more outstanding than most.
0: So I'm the hophead, and I just care about the <laughs> haziest beer in the world. And I don't ah. mean, I'm Zoom, but seriously, ah. Matt's a hophead. I want to care about this place. And how do we get people that they want to set new England style IPA and they want the haziest, juiciest IPA that they can get. I mean, I don't, I, I think it's great. I honestly, I respect the shit out of what you're doing, but for every one of Erica, Matt and Ryan, there are 500 different hop heads out there, right? That want, sure. That heady Topper, there's a shitty example. They want haze. they want King Julius, they want there something, you, go. you know, why go to Great Marsh?
3: Because I think we bring the most authentic uh, continental and German experience uh, on this side of the pond that you're going to get um, and, and again, you know, most breweries these days, you're you're going to really experience, uh, you know, hop forward, um, you know, hazy New England IPs and you know, that's, it, it, it's sort of like It's a cool style, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a great style. Um, it's just sort of become a dime a dozen in my opinion um, mm-hmm. and I think it's become so much so where, you know, the traditional beers have now become untraditional, yeah. oh, so you know, true. so it's yeah. like, they're, we're basically taking those traditional styles and, uh, you know, and, and we're making them, uh, you know, more traditional, you're making them cool again. We're making them cool again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, and, and honestly the traditional styles, you know, they were, you know, beer, beer has, and is, uh, it, it's supposed to challenge the palate. Yeah. Um, the reason why, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, Gear themselves towards, uh, you know, the hazy New England IPAs, sours. Uh, it's because they're less challenging to the palate. You know, they're easier drinking beers. They're just, you know, they kind of. That's it, why
0: McDonald's is the number one.
3: Right. <laughs> it's, well, there. it's it's one. It's sort of one size fits all. You know, it's a one size fits all beer. You know, you can you can take somebody that's never drank a beer before and hand them a hazy New England IPA and more just times. Tastes like than orange not, juice. Yeah, yeah. They're, more yeah. times than not, they're going to be like, "Wow, this is pleasant." Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, uh, it's just that the beer. Uh, you know, what we're doing over here, it, it, it's more of that authentic, yeah. um, you know, German and continental uh, experience. Can I just say I, something?
1: I was just going to say that yeah. you're, you're a great sales sales. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah sales. No,
0: but I'm sold. <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. Great Marsh, why you are selling great beer. You're not selling the beer. In my opinion, you're selling the experience that coming to this tap room and seeing what it's like, because you walk into this place and and.
2: Honestly, this is one of the nicest tap firms I've been to. Oh, it's beautiful. It's clean.
1: Um, It's, I mean, you see everything.
2: Yeah. But I think you guys also have a huge part to play in that, you know? Like, you Mm -hmm. guys are really just welcoming and um, really teaching us, like, what you guys are all about. The fact that the
0: head brewer is spending time at the the tap, and I've gone to many breweries that have done this, but to even just spend the time just to, you know, shoot the shit, and you might not even agree with 90% of the shit that's probably being said to you, but you're like, I'm still going to have so, this conversation because you're passionate about the industry.
4: That's something sure. that we we decided we were going to do from the get go, yep. which was um, almost like a a brewers you know, get to get to know the kind of, kind of, of thing. Of thing. Yeah. So I every typically every Friday or Thursday, depending on on my personal schedule, I try to. Do you have yep. a personal life? No. yeah. It's really small. Yeah, yeah, Really small. Shit, man. But I try to, uh, you know, I try to go out and, you know, after I'm done doing what I have to do in the brewery, I try to go out and, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a hero by any means. that's just pouring beers and doing extra time. Like I'll, I'll pour myself a beer and I'll sit down with with the, some of the customers and just talk. Yeah. You brew beer,
1: you're a hero in my mind. So is, is it fair
4: to say that? <laughs>
0: You're not selling. You're selling beer. Don't get me wrong. Right at the end of the day, everyone who's selling beer wants to make money, and it's not. If you're if if you are telling me that you just brewing beer for fun, it's like bullshit. You're you're home brewer and <laughs> you're just doing yeah, it for you, fun.
4: You don't you don't get three million dollars worth of beer. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: To, to brew it for fun. <laughs> But you're you are brewing a passion,
4: right? And I think the passion is trying to come forward through the oh, beer. Oh, it definitely so, translates so, yeah. in so the beer that you make. Well, I wanted to to kind of piggyback on what Josh is saying. Is it's. You know why come to Great Marsh? It's it's about that experience. It's about we're not just brewing beer. We're trying to bring that culture that we discovered and fell in over love with. Yeah. over in Germany and fell in love with back here. Um, and you know whether people like it or not, the number one style in the world is the pilsner. So you know
1: is that fact?
4: It's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, right. technically, he's making technically.
0: it a fact right, right cha- now. Right, right, I, right. Mean, exactly. like, I mean, when, tec- when you think about it, it right, I'm curious. Do you think, <laughs> technically, Bud
4: Light, Anheuser Busch, Miller Light, okay. Coors Light—they're all technically Light a pilsner, okay. which but, they consider pilsner like, style. Yeah, yeah. Right. Perfect. perfect. Um, but but you go to you go know, Germany, you go to Belgium, the Netherlands, um, Czech Republic, Czech Republic—it's just, I mean, Czech Republic in particular—they drink the most <laughs> amount of beer in the world per capita. Yep. It's, there's not a hazy New England IPA to be seen. It's, what? It's,
1: what do they drink there?
4: It's all these styles that have existed for a thousand years and yep. they do it well. They all love it. So, you know, seeing that really opened up my, my eyes. Yep. You know, I'm sitting here in, in Springfest, the same fairgrounds that Oktoberfest is held in and there's 5,000 people in this tent. Everyone is drinking a liter of of Hellas. Yeah, that's so, awesome. It's a dream. So it's like, there is a market there. Yeah. It's about educating... It's just an untapped market right here. And and educating the consumer into, you know... Yeah.
1: I promise this beer is good. Please try it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, honestly, that is a little bit of my, uh, you know, sales approach to some extent. You know, I... I what I tell a lot of people, uh, I tell people like, listen, like I can sit here all day until I'm blue in the face and tell you this beer is amazing. But I think the, I was like, you know, I give people samples and try the beer, but I tell them, I was like, the beer speaks for itself. You yeah. know, it really speaks for itself. So. Everyone
1: in Europe loves this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. No, but, <laughs> but, uh, do you think, and, the, and the, we, we were going to be wrapping this up soon, but do you think that our, I hate the word, uh, Vocal minority, but I think that a lot of the hop heads out there, and we might lose listeners for this statement, but Ooh. they're very vocal about a New England style, a hop forward beer, where it's so to the counterculture of a... Bud Light or a Budweiser and you know what I'm going to say it right here if you go to Bud, if you get a Budweiser in a can a bottle if you go to Japan if you go to Arizona it's all the same same. Um, and there's a lot to say with consistency in beer because I think you know best best quality control in the world world. and I think there's a lot to say about that because there's not many breweries around the area New England or beyond that if you were to brew that same style of Pilsner that same style of IPA from batch to batch and you were to quality control across the board it's not going to be the same um, and if you disagree with me, that's fine. I can have that conversation. But
4: at no, the end of- You're absolutely right.
0: The, they, that's,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: that's why they are who they are. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, do you think it's because, yes, a New England style IPA is delicious and I want to drink it and a, and a milkshake IPA is great and a pastry set is great. But is it just because it's so to the extreme of a difference between that very palatable drinkable drink that people don't gravitate towards that those styles
3: um in my opinion i believe so okay um i think that very important your opinion yeah in my opinion um in in a like you said you know i have nothing wrong like there's nothing wrong with those styles um they're not beer styles that i necessarily gravitate towards these days but you can see why other people i get it I totally get it, but like, um, you know, I would much rather, you know, drink a a, a pint of dunkless.
4: But you're in the industry.
1: Well, that's a thing, I, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Love that right. style, but find a craft beer version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a conversation that we have- Every day. Almost daily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay, you know, let's take a, take a step back, take a broader look at our menu. Like, to me- this is beautiful. Right. But I, you've I had, had that everything. experience. But is that going to sell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like you referenced earlier, it's, this is a, it's a business. Yeah. yeah. So we have to sell beer. Um, if you're too stuck in your ways, which is I'm making beer for myself, you tend to have a hard time yeah. um, with the business side of things. And, you know, unless I think, you're innovating the industry. I think at the same time, you, you can have – if you cater to the customer, you can – you run the risk of losing who you are or yeah. what you want to do. So it's like everything in life. It's, balance it. it's yeah. a balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I will slightly tease a uh, development future – future development later in this mm. year that's coming out um, – just drop them. Just drop Let's the pipe it. bomb. Come on, man. Just do it. <laughs> it's, uh, we'll say it's, it's going to be similar to, you guys feel familiar with Schilling? Yeah. Oh, we've oh, heard of them. We, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we've we heard heard enjoy them. We've interviewed Schilling. them. We've my, yes. Big fans. Of <laughs> my my <laughs> favorite, my favorite brewery personally. They're pretty yeah, amazing. In the, in the United States. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. They know what they're something doing. Something yeah. similar to their resilience project where we Oh, love it. Doing a separate site. Yes. Some more, um pop forward right. stout yep. some of that some of that stuff yeah. because there is there's there, a market for there's it. There's a market for it and there's a place for it within the broader spectrum of beer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not you can't sit here and say, well, you know Pilsner's and helleses and, and
1: that's Dunkless. Those are the
4: only real <laughs> beers. Yeah.
0: So
4: there's a place for everything. Yeah. Um I just think we're trying what we're trying to do here is show people that, you know, we're not trying to shut out New England IPAs or pastry styles. All we're trying to do is show people there are other beer styles, yeah. and they can be damn good, and you can have a good time enjoying them. I'm going to so, say they are damn good, but that's that's another—that's a hot take, yeah.
1: Yes. So is there any kind of style that you won't brew because you're too concerned that it won't sell?
4: Uh, no. But you love
1: it. No. No, nothing. And you guys aren't doing sour, awesome, right? There,
4: there are—so that's not a sales issue— there's it's a, a huge market for it. Yep. It's infection. If if I were to to brew a sour, we could do a kettle. Do a kettle sour. Yeah, I don't you just want don't. To. Feel, I I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. want to do I would want. to do a mixed firm, spontaneous uh, firm. Yeah, so, proper. So, so if we're gonna do that, we're really putting our canning line at oh, risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's something that we won't do at this facility. Hmm. uh you've mentioned at this facility, do you have another facility that you can't speak of that may be what i was hinting at. okay is wow. a is a new facility in uh, another, another location in, in another location later end of this year galaxy far far away yeah. yes. <laughs> but uh it's in space but yeah i mean that's it's there's no there's no style that, you that won't I, won't brew, I won't brew i won't touch because if i haven't Really been exposed to it and had too much experience with it, then I want to. So, right. you know,
1: and you know what? You could educate the customers, be like, No, you're going to like this.
4: And, and we, Drink edu- it. we educate ourselves too. If we're right, going to brew right. a style that we haven't really played with, we will go out and we will buy yeah. every single beer of that style yeah. that we can find. And then we'll sit down and we'll have a, it's, Really, really hard. We've had one of those sit before. Down, yeah, it's, They're yeah. intense. Yeah.
3: Um they can be trying, yeah. We yeah. drink we drink yeah.
4: beer for like three hours and yeah. talk yeah. about it. Oh it's yeah. But really By the
1: end of the night, you're like,
4: I don't want to talk about the stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this a Hellas or a short? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. no, I can't, yeah.
0: I can't see colors anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. in a world <laughs> of Massachusetts beer scene in the North Shore region where there's fifteen to twenty different breweries, why do people care why should people care about Great Marsh? Go for it, Mac. Let's I'm not the sales it. guy. Let's hear it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, want, we oh. at the end of the day, we want people to come here
4: and enjoy the beer. I mean, we yeah. had a great time tonight with the beer. Uh, it's And this is, what we're doing tonight is what we tend to do during the week, which is really? sit down and, and educate people, have conversations, have beers. Shoot like, the shit. Shoot the shit. Like, I, I'll be here 12 hours a day, and I'll love it because- you're doing what you care about. I do. I, I'm doing what I love. And, you know, part of that, those 12 hours are talking to other people and, you know, I will have a beer too. Yeah. So that's not really. A, <laughs> it's not an awful. worse talk, things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's what we're selling is the experience. We, we want to educate people. We want people to, to be familiar with what we have to offer and, you know, The spring and summer when our beer garden opens up, you know. You uh for our our Oktoberfest celebration, we had um Carl's sausage kitchen. Love them, yeah. Love love them. Uh so they took our our Merzen lager and they made sausage with it. Mm. And then we cooked that up and we served it with liter pours. On a side note, half liter pours. We haven't
1: even mentioned you guys serve food here.
4: Yeah, but we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, you, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah, um, a restaurant. What? Right. <laughs> and you know, it's the the tours, the beer, the food pairings. It's the whole. We're trying to. You're doing the whole thing. Trying All to give the, everyone the whole experience. So if you can't fly over to Germany, Munich, yeah, Munich, yeah. and uh, and yeah, experience that, that beer culture, come here. It's very similar. I am curious about Greymarsh Marsh and other offerings
0: that they have to people who don't just drink beer. You've talked about, you know, your Pills Nurture lagers, even the IPAs. But, for example, my girlfriend does not drink beer. Seltzers. Uh, do you have seltzers? <laughs> we do. We okay. Yeah. And what's your opinion on seltzers before we get into so, it?
4: So uh, necessary evil. I think. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, cool. I think uh, they have a place, obviously. For some people, it's not a choice whether they drink beer or not. They can't. Exactly. So mm-hmm. great way to look um, at it. Yeah, great true. way to look at it. So you know, in any alternative beverage that we sell, it helps the bottom line. Um, but you have a full liquor license, right? Uh, so <laughs> we actually have a it's, no. It, no, we don't. We the brewery does not. We okay. have a farmer brewer's license. But you're able yep. to sell other but things. The restaurant. The restaurant upstairs gotcha. has a full liquor license. Okay. So, um,
2: upstairs exclusive upstairs you're not allowed to
4: serve that stuff downstairs um, <laughs> for now for okay. now stay okay. tuned are, stay are, tuned. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yep things are uh up in the air so yeah i would i would definitely stay tuned to our uh, social media but Ooh. things are changing um great. but but yeah the seltzers are they're great we we also engineer that water so um john th- the founder he discovered uh South Basically, when the when the. Yeah, he's the first one to come up. With it. Oh my god! <laughs> I
1: believe
0: it. Don't tell Jim. No.
4: <laughs> Don't tell Jim Cook. <laughs> so, so uh, he had the. He flew out German welders to weld all the all the. We have like three kilometers worth of hard piping in here. Yeah. And they're welding it all, and they wanted something to drink. Obviously, not alcoholic. Um. And we didn't. They they didn't want water. They didn't want tap water. They didn't want still water. They wanted. Seltzer, so he had to go out to the store and buy them like polar seltzer. Like pull literally yeah. polar seltzer. Jesus. And they were like, okay, this is like a subpar best. It's okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> Wow. Those so- Germans. <laughs> so he started he started experimenting and, and researching and he found that um that the origin of seltzer comes from seltzers, Germany. And it's a natural oh. spring that comes up out of the ground. Carbonated, full of minerals. What? Um, yeah, mind blown. No black <laughs> cherry yeah. flavors. What so, is right. this yeah. so, so he, like we do with our beer,
1: he gets water from there.
4: Grabbed the, found the the water profile. It's all public knowledge. And yeah. and uh, is there like a Wikipedia for water profiles? No, you have to dig around. Okay, yeah. cool. I just want to know. You just can go, think like, you find it. You can go to like the city's yeah uh, web page, and you can dig around their water pro- their water. Um, Section and you can you can can find their 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 report. Yeah, Yeah, you can you can request it if it's on online, but um, it's all public knowledge. So he basically did that and and recreated um, this Nieder Selters, Germany water profile. So then we built. We just did it originally for ourselves to drink. So we have a, a designated tap of just unflavored carbonated seltzer water non-alcoholic non-alcoholic yeah. that we drink we
3: drink a ton
4: <laughs> like is it better than topo chico have you had topo chico i've had topo chico yes. it's better than topo chico We're gonna, i'm gonna have to fuck with this oh my god no no we it it's it's legit i probably go through at least it's like honestly hopefully my doctor's not listening this is like an unhealthy amount no <laughs> like, no water's <laughs> good it's for just carbonated so water i, I drink right? like I drink, good like, almost you. two gallons of it a day. That's it's good for you. That's yeah. a yeah. lot. Um, <laughs> but it's, it was so good. We were, like, we had this conversation. It was, like, one of my first weeks here. We sat down, I sat down with John. We're, like, all right, first of all, how do we program into the Browcon system? Because we, we don't need the louder ton. We, we yeah. have to bypass certain things. So we had to write our own recipe and, and go into the coding and, and figure out how to get it, basically trick that system into making— Seltzer when it thought it was making beer, we did it, and then uh, once we got it on on draft and we were drinking it, we like, why not put some alcohol in? That's so, <laughs> so so basically, what I what I came up with is we we took that seltzer water that that, that rock John that that's rocks that John formulated, and I uh, I fermented it out to about seventeen percent. Okay. Um, and then you water it down. And then, and then I—it's yeah. <laughs> I'd hope so. Took a, a page out of uh, uh, Budweiser, Well okay. <laughs> high gravity brewing situation. So we yes. we, high, we do high gravity brewing. We brew it to seventeen percent. We dilute it down. So that seltzer water, that seventy percent, is also using our mineral water. Yep. And then we dilute it down with pure mineral water down to a sessionable well, four and a half percent. A half, yeah. Um, what are you flavoring with? So just natural flavor extracts. Okay, um, you are using extracts at this point. Yeah. yeah. So they're all they're all uh, alcohol based. So there's no carbs. Um, it's not like you know uh, gluten free too, right? It's, it's all gluten free. Um, so they're obviously are our, our carbs, but not from the the flavor. Um, yeah. So we we've experimented with probably close to. Do you have a favorite flavor? Mango, by by far. I cool. love mango. mango. But uh, Josh, what about you?
3: I would say, yeah, probably mango.
4: Okay, smart. Is mango on tap right now? Uh, so we don't have it on tap. We have one tap with uh, hard seltzer, and then we can flavor it. Do you have the oh? Th- how how vice? So it was a lot you. of yeah, it was like, a lot yeah. of uh, <laughs> it was a lot of math on my part. Yeah. We had to basically back into. We got a bunch of these dosers, kind of how yeah. Starbucks you know, Mm. we'll flavor things. Your experience. I like that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It all comes to play here. We will,
4: we will basically pump in the flavor. Yeah. Um, and it's a blended down flavor. That's also the, the extract is blended using our seltzer water again. So it's, uh, and it, it works out to be the same in a pint glass as it is in the can that we make. So we, we do that. We save ourselves 10 taps. We have 10 flavors. Um, genius. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's the first thing we actually started selling in retail. Um, So you, that's a, that's in, in distribution. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. What's your opinion on distribution? It's tough cookie to crack, right?
3: So again, going back to, um, so when I first started out at the, at Great Marsh, you know, I, I was, you know, originally in the brew house. Um, and then, you know, over, so Doug, um, our other sales guy, um he actually started basically um uh, taking the spass out to distribution at first. Spaß. Uh Spaß, spass. which uh <laughs> I don't know if was mentioned, but that was a the German word for fun.
4: Spaß. Spaß spass. not to be pronounced Spabi or Spab, which we get a lot. Spabby. Well
1: how's it spelled?
4: So it's S It's S P A and then the German S, which looks like a B.
1: Uh, yeah, but it, yeah.
4: it's really pronounced as a double S. So. Of course it is. Spass. 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 You should make T shirts with that. You we have, have, have to <gasps> Oh we'll talk about that.
0: Off air. Off air. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um
3: but you know, I I think uh so yeah, we, we, we started uh distribution um, you know, with with Spass initially and um, you know, uh, we were putting out, we have, a uh, eight pack, uh, mixed packs of eight different flavors. Oh, love it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was going great. Um, and then just this past fall, we started, uh, getting our beer out to market as well. Um, so I came on board to kind of do like a little more of the, you know, on-premise bars and restaurants and then Doug, uh, you know, he also kind of, uh, you know, he continued to do more of the off-prem, um, you know, liquor stores and uh, bottle shops. Yep. So you're self-distro. Self-distro, yeah.
4: Yeah. Love it. Cool. Yep. So we're, we have the ability to self-distro as Grave Marsh. Technically, right. Spass, we started a separate company. Ooh. Yeah, of Ooh. course. Yeah, and, yeah. And, for legally. yeah, yeah. Spass is in and of itself a licensed distributor. Mm. So we can... In the future, if the need arises, distribute other people's product as well. Oh, very cool! Under that Spass name, what a good name! So (laughs) fun! (laughs) Yeah. So we need to. I'm going to do do this forever now. now? (laughs) I love it.
0: So, more importantly, not that everything we've discussed isn't importantly, we want people to come here because we all know as beer drinkers, the best place to experience the beer is on site. On site. So believe it. Where are you physically located? And I know, I know.
1: Fucking Google it, you kid. You can
0: Google
2: it, kid, right? Right, Ryan? <laughs> you can fucking Google it. Yeah, that or Waze or IMAP or whatever else oh you my decide God, to use. So but, many options. but
0: people like myself who write things down, where are you
3: physically located? <laughs> Do you know? 99 Main Street, <laughs> Essex, Massachusetts. That's
0: right. Love right that. off of 133, right before
4: Woodman's. Yeah. Or after Woodman's, d- depending on which way you come, right? Look oh. for the giant grain silos. Yeah.
0: Yeah Yeah. No it's true Exactly Um, And where are you located On social media Because we want our listeners To follow you as well
3: Uh, So we are at Great Marsh Brewing And also for our seltzer We are at Spass Bev, it's actually spelled out S P A S S B E V, not uh, any German. Oh, you don't have S- the German? No, I don't think Instagram allows here. us to do it. Classic I don't, Instagram, I don't know. Fucking Instagram. Um, Fuck but on. yeah, so Zuckerberg S P uh, A S S B E V, Spass Bev, and then at Great Marsh Brewing, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Love so, it.
0: I know our listeners always get jealous at this portion of the podcast, but. We're going to go drink
3: some splash, we're going to drink some more
0: beer, and we're probably going to talk a lot about other craft beer. But I would be interested to do, and I think it would do a service to our listeners and, and Great Marsh, to do an interview with you guys again in, in a couple of months. Um, because you're doing a lot of great things, and right now is it's a good snapshot of what Great Marsh is up to this point. But I'm very curious to see what's next for you all. So I'd like to do another interview with you in the future. Awesome. Um, absolutely, Cool. We're here Welcome it. it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't say this enough. Um, if your first experience at Great Marsh was kind of similar to mine, Erica's and Ryan's at the time, come back. Come back because we have been blown away. And I get it. You know, we are the podcast that's going to say, like, oh, it's awesome because yeah, they're right in front it, of us. Um, this is honestly awesome. You've listened to any of our podcasts, we don't like really do this often, but please come and try out the brewery. Because, um, amazing it's, it's amazing it's
1: really great and they're not
0: paying us to say yeah no, they're <laughs> paying, yeah. yeah right, they are not real. paid
1: sponsors yeah. <laughs> at, the,
0: at the end of the day if you listen to our podcast you know how much shit i talk about a new england style ipa and if i'm gonna praise a hellas or i'm gonna praise other style beers yeah they better be fucking good they gotta yeah. be good so yeah. uh yeah. not that i'm the expert in that but i'd like to say come I mean,
1: on down come on down <laughs> that's
0: right uh no but seriously uh Check out Great Marsh, and you can actually sit down talk to the brewers, figure out what you like. Have and a meal. Have a have, beer. Have a meal? Have a night. Have a night. Wow. Erica, You're that's welcome. amazing. That's Have an experience. <gasps> an experience. An experience. That is the Mac word we were is looking just for. just
1: topping it off. Well,
0: Mac and Josh, thank you for doing this tonight. Thank, thank you. you. And thank like you we said, we're going up. to uh, drink some beers and maybe some seltzer, and uh, maybe I'll call an Uber home tonight and leave my car here. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time probably cool. won't be the last time but remember a $30 ride is better than a $3,000 court session <laughs>
2: absolutely uh, and, that, and,
0: that, uh, Matt, no. and that message just brought to you by the
2: Brewers podcast will take it away Sound Guy Ryan cheers